So I just like to thank everybody for coming out this morning. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody, but I would mostly like to say happy Valentine's Day to all the fellas, men, brothers in this house, because y'all don't get enough love on this day. So I just want to say happy Valentine's Day to y'all. <clears throat> I'd like to thank my family for coming out, and I know they're going to kill me, but uh, I'd like to thank my best friends slash sisters for coming out. I know they ain't going to be upset. As you can say, you had your ride or dies. Those are my ride or dies sitting over there. When I call, they coming. <laughs> so we are speaking on the series, The Exchange. Oh, y'all can have a seat. I'm sorry. I know y'all legs probably hurt. <laughs> we are speaking on the series, The Exchange. And I wanted to put this out there. When Apostle Pastor McKinley first presented this to the women of this house and said that, hey, in February, it's going to be when daughters speak. I'm like, okay. And we're going to get the women to give a message the whole month. Now, I know y'all probably call him Apostle and Pastor, but in my long time, I said, who McKinley think he is? Going to tell me. I'm going to get up here and I'm going to give a message. You know, he know I'm not saying it. And I said, wait a minute. I'm not doing this. I stood up here. I waved to y'all. Yeah, I look like I'm ready, right? But I said, I'm not doing this. It took a long time. I think he gave this to us in November. I said, man, I'm not doing this. December came. Oh, I'm just called to tell him he got it. He can find somebody to stand in my place. It probably maybe, what, three weeks, almost a month ago, I was praying. And the father said, you're going to do it. And you know I'm still a little bold. No, I'm not. I'm not doing this. I don't want to. I don't want this platform. This is not mine. He will call to do this. He's seen the vision, not me. That's what I was saying to myself. But as I start preparing, preparing for this message, the Father allowed me to see he's seen something in me that I didn't even see in myself. He's seen something in me that I didn't even see in myself. So I said, okay, Father, I'm going to do it. Let me just shut up. Let me prepare my mind. So they gave us what we were going to speak about. <laughs> and it's such a coincidence that I get the message, punishment for peace. Some of y'all may know, some of y'all may not. But I'm considered in a worldly realm a hellraiser. I know y'all looking like, what is she saying these words? I got to be real. That's the only way you're going to understand. And the Father know I'm going through things right now. So this was perfect for me. How I'm going to be able to deliver a message when I'm still going through. So I just want to say, Father, I thank you. 
that you allow me to decrease as you increase in my life. I ask that you allow this message to come across the way that you would have for it to come across. Just use me. So we're going to get into punishment for peace. So I had to ask myself, what is punishment? In the world's way, suffering to be affected by, pain that caused mental or physical pain, revenge was my main thing, revenge. To inflict hurt or harm on someone. That's the world's way. But the suffering, the pain, yeah, but that revenge... I know so well. So I said, okay, Father, how do you want me to go about this? Punishment for peace can go a lot of ways. It can deal with laws, different things. But the Father said punishment in his eyes is the discipline of the mind. To discipline the mind, you have to focus on what you wish to see happen in your life. Are we disciplined? So I'm going to give you a little background story of of myself. On December 4th, the Lord decided to bless my mama. Y'all know as a prophetess Lisa, but that's Mama Lisa to me. And my dad, Tony Lewis, with a beautiful daughter. He knew what he was doing when he created me. Y'all see it? He knew what he was doing. See, y'all see uh, Prophetess Lisa here, but before, her mind was renewed. She was a feisty something. She would get with you. She don't care what you thought about her, how you felt. She didn't mind saying what was on her mind. My daddy, Tony, you know, I don't care. I say I'm bringing y'all real. He had a, 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 A life I don't think I could handle. He will fight you. He will rob you. He will get with you. And the father seemed fit for him to bless me with two parents. With all that combined together. And the outcome was me. I sit here and I say to myself... Or I have said to myself, why me? Why me? I felt like I'm not worthy enough. Why am I here? And I say that because my mind was in discipline. I told y'all I'm bringing y'all real. He is real. At the age of eight, I was molested. Oh, You, 
The enemy used the mindset of a grown man to punish my mind. I was angry. I was suffering. I was in pain. And I wanted revenge on anybody that tried to come to me and hurt me. My mind was gone. Only thing I could think of was to fight. 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 It scarred me for a long time. I'm in school. I'm fighting. You look at me wrong. I'm just swinging out on you. I'm cussing teachers out. I'm going to call your mama. We'll call her and tell her she need to hurry up because I'm about to jump on you. Mine gone. My mind wasn't disciplined. I'm the oldest sister. I'm a protector. I said, what happened to me is not going to happen to them. The mind is a dangerous thing when it's not disciplined. I didn't let my mother know until I was 12. Because when you ate, your mind ain't ready. You don't know what to do. You really don't understand. But my mom always told me if something happened, you let us know. But try and being eight years old and a man that did that to you tell you if you tell her, I'll kill her. Try being eight years old, handling all that. It's hard. I'm an overprotective mother. My oldest is 19, and I'm scared to let him go because my mind not disciplined enough to know that the father has him. The world we living in, it's hard to let myself be at peace to say the father has him. My mind was messed up. And it got to the point as I got older, <laughs> I developed the knuck if you buck spirit. <laughs> See, Crime Mob didn't know when they created this song, they had DeVita in mind. They didn't know that. I developed a knuck if you buck spirit by any means necessary. I'm not going to curse you out. I was cussing you out. As a wise generation would say, let the chips fall where they may. I will fight you. I go to the club. I love to dance. If y'all don't know that, I'm telling you now, I love to dance. I love music. I'll be dancing. Be with my sisters over there. And we all be dancing, having a good time, but I was an observer. We had a good time, but my eyes was always watching. Because if we came here together, we're going to leave together by any means necessary. And then, as you get older, you start developing like, man, I look good. I got this. But people used to look at me, oh, she pretty. Oh, she cute. 
Oh, she bougie. What my favorite saying is, I just look like this. Don't try me. Because all that pretty, all that cute, all that bougie going to go out the window. Because my mind was not disciplined. I was in a punishing state. So now, what does the father say about punishment? And we're going to go to, well, just look up top. (laughs) Ezekiel 18 and 30. It says, therefore, I will judge you, O house of Israel. Everyone according to his ways declares the Lord God. Repent and turn from all your transgressions, lest iniquity be your ruin. Romans 2.12, for as many have sinned without law, shall also perish without law. And as many as have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law. Isaiah 13, 11, and I will punish the world for their evil and the wicked for their iniquity. And I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease. And I will lay low the haughtiness of terrible. Matthew 18 and 8, and if your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life crippled or lame than with two hands or two feet to be thrown into the eternal fire. Now, that, that scripture right there stood out to me. I said, I got this. I'm cussing you out. I'm fighting. I got this. But then I read this. You tell me to cut it off. If I'm going to do all those things, cut it off. No, Father, I need these. So that means... I better get myself together. Next scripture goes to Colossians 3.25. But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he have done. And there is no respect of persons. I'm going to stay right there. We all go through our life dealing with a lot of things. We've been hurt. We deal with pain. We deal with suffering. But that's not what the Father has for us. There is another way. It don't matter. His children, the people out there in the world don't matter. There's no respect of person. He mean what he say. Romans 1, 29 through 32. Being filled with all uprighteousness, fornication, wickedness, Provociousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implicable, unmerciful who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. That's not us, right? We don't do those things. 
We don't do that. But it comes a time where you have to realize, as our sister Tanya has stated, you have to realize when it's time to move from the old man to the new man. So how do we get from punishment to a different way of living? How do we get from the old man to the new man? How do we get from death to life? And it was the exchange. So what is exchange? The act of giving or taking one thing in return for another. The act of giving or taking one thing in return for another. That's the exchange. So what do we have to do as children to get from this place the wrong place to the right place. Let me put it that way. And that is the cross. Second Timothy three sixteen through 17 states, scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So, how do we get complete and ready for good work? We have to recognize the exchange. First Peter 2 or 9, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I can honestly say I was in darkness. Still trying to train and discipline my mind to get to his marvelous light. And I know a lot of y'all can relate. We sit here, we put on our clothes, yeah, we look good, we get our hair done, get our hair cut. As I would say, y'all look like that because you're living in darkness. But nobody knows because they're seeing what's on the outside. They have no idea what you're going through on the inside. Matthew 22, 35 through 40. And of them, a lawyer asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Now, when it says that you shall love your neighbor as yourself, how do you do that when you don't love yourself? How do you try to love someone? How do you try to give somebody your all when you do not love yourself? You have to ask yourself that. Oh, I love you, boo. 
I love you. I got you. I got your back. But do you really? What does love look like to you? What was your environment like as you were coming up? Because all we can go by is what we've seen, what we've been exposed to. But who's to say that love is right? I had to learn the hard way. Because if I depended on the love that everybody said they love me for, I, I don't want it no more. You can keep it. Just don't talk to me. Don't say nothing to me. Because I don't want it. We use that word so boldly. So, how do we get from punishment to peace? The exchange from punishment to peace was the cross. This opened up the love and the blood our Father gave us through our brother Jesus. John three sixteen seventeen says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. That's powerful within itself. He gave his only son. He real good. Because I don't see giving up Xavier's entrails and I to nobody. I don't see sacrificing them. But our father recognized the exchange. He had to allow his children to see that it's another and better way of living. And thinking than what you have seen, what you have been brought into this world as. Better than remaining in the orphan spirit is another way. So he, he gave us our brother. And when he sacrificed as he was on the cross, that love and blood was forever ours. So, what is peace? A state of tranquility, be calm, quiet, peaceful, such as a state of security or order within a community provided by law. As the apostle tells us on a daily basis, we cannot do this by ourselves. We have to have community. We have to stand, deliver, and do what we were called to do. But you have to be in a peaceful mindset. So, when it comes to the way I receive peace, I think about chilling and relaxing. Getting a massage. I need one. If I can get it every day, I'll take it. I need a massage. Massage deep tissues. 
You know, most people probably call it fat. I don't call it fat because I'm learning how to discipline my mind. I call it spiritual meat. You are misogynist spiritual meat. So every time you touch me, hug me, or walk past me, you're anointed. Start this point, y'all mind one here. Nobody say you fat. Oh, I'm gaining weight. Now you have two. I said, enjoy the sunset. You know, you hear stories, fairs, and, oh, I just want to watch the sunset. Have me a cup of coffee, drink me a little wine. Enjoy the sunset. Just be in a peaceful state. Me? I like to relax on the beach. Ain't got to be nobody there but me. On the tower, in the chair, just there. I can't speak for the fellas because I don't think like y'all, but I can speak for the mothers and the women and say sometimes we just want to get away. We don't want to be a wife. We don't want to be a mother. Sister, brother, or friend. We don't want to be nothing. See, sometimes in the man process, you can say, baby, you know what? I just want to just get a hotel for the weekend, not do nothing by myself. That sounds crazy to them. That means everything to us. Because sometimes you have to get in a place of peace to be able to run your household. So you don't nag your husband, let me have that weekend. Let me have that. Or this house going to be in an uproar. Then when I get to talking, everybody looking at me crazy. We need that. I want to get in this hotel. I don't want to bathe if I don't want to. I don't want to brush my teeth if I don't want to. I don't want to eat if I don't want to. I just want to be there in the presence of peace. I have to say this. So we... um my mom, we had went to the cabins, and it was called the secret place. Now, again, I'm still in the process of disciplining my mind. I'm like, look, I don't know what she got planned. But I ain't trying to do all this God stuff. I want to go, be with my sisters, have a good time. I don't want none of this God stuff. But let me tell you, when the power of anointing is on your life, when you are called, things change. My mom was already there, so she already set the atmosphere. So from the time I stepped across that threshold, something hit me. I was ready to pray. I was ready to continue my fast. I was ready to engage. Because in my mind, I knew I was trying to get to that secret place of peace. We need that. We battling at our jobs. I'm battling now. I'm dealing with a coworker that's way older than me. She be trying me. 
And sometimes I want to tell her, girl, you better Google me. You better check my track record. You don't know who you talking to. And I be having to step away and say, okay, Lord, now you, you telling me to, hey, let you fight my battles. I, I need a sign. I need something. Because I'm going to lose my job. And I say I'm going to lose my job because when I go in, I don't know how to go in half-stepping. I'm going in all the way. Bring whoever you want to bring. Call whomever you want to call. But just make sure when you call them, you're ready for what's backing me. Worldly thinking. How they say one call, that's all? I made one phone call, and that person know how to get in touch with everybody, and they coming. But that's not what the Father want for us. They talking about you. They lying on you. What was the exchange for? Why was I on this? Why did I put your brother on this cross? Why did I make this sacrifice? This is not our battle to fight. It's not our battle to fight. You have to be in a place of peace. What did our sister Terry say? She was standing close to the enemy. She said she could have kicked down the door. That man just knew. But she wasn't afraid. She was at a place of peace. She knew the father had her. What he did to the other young lady is not right, but favor ain't fair. When you're in the presence of the Father, when you solely land before him. Now, what does the Father say about peace? And it comes from John 1.27. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. John 16.33. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart, because I have overcome the world. Now just marinate on that while I sip my water. Y'all laughing. I need y'all to marinate on that. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me here on earth here on earth because this is not our home we just visiting you will have many trials and sorrows everybody go through things everybody deal with sorrows he know this but he wants you to stay in the covenant of his peace
Proverbs 3, 1 through 2. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Proverbs 3, 4 through 6. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. That, that was so hard for me to stand on, to believe. You want me to trust in you with all my heart, but I'm dealing with this. I don't want to. How am I going to trust you and I'm constantly suffering? How am I going to trust you and I'm constantly in pain? How? But see, we be trying to figure things out when it was already paid for us. We just have to walk in it. It's not our business to be concerned about what tomorrow bring. It's not our business to be concerned on how them bills going to get paid. Okay, they send a notice, let them waste their money on that paper and that stamp. It's not my business to be concerned about how my family going to eat. And I don't have to rob or take from nobody to get it. It's not my business. So you want me to recognize this exchange, Father? Okay, I need to eat. We need to eat. I need my bills paid. When you had that extra spiritual meat growing, Father, I need new clothes. (laughs) Father, I need gas. I have $2.37 left in my name. But it's not for us. In all thy ways acknowledge him. I look at myself, I felt like I wasn't worthy. Who am I? I'm messed up in the mind. I'm crazy. Bipolar, however you want to put it, don't matter to me. I'm messed up. But the exchange, my father said, daughter, I got you. It's hard out here. It's hard to keep a level head and still smile like everything okay, because it's not. But he let you know I have you. When are you going to trust me? You trust that man when he said, baby, I'm going to be with you. We're going to be together forever. I love you. Then two weeks later, you see him with somebody else. We trust our mothers. We trust our fathers. When they say, I'm here for you, I'm going to take care of you. But then abandon you. When you don't like to talk to nobody, when you hold everything in, who am I going to talk to? If I talk to somebody else, they're going to talk about me behind my back. And I say behind my back because you said in my face we're going to have some problems. That's what I say to myself. 
I don't care how people see me. Oh, she crazy, so what? I am crazy. I had to train and constantly tell myself, how do I get from that knuck-if-you-buck spirit of the world and move to that knuck-if-you-buck spirit in the Father's house? You come for me? Y'all can say it, Google me. You must not know who my father is. I tell somebody, oh, so you sure you want to do this? This what we doing? So you just going to say that like you just, you know, you got it like that. He's teaching me how to be quiet. To be at a place of peace. Daughter, I got this. I got this. Sometimes we wonder when our big break coming through. Some of y'all looking for a big break. I'm, I'm just looking for more money. Y'all looking for deals and awards. I just want a little bit more money. I say to myself, I am the oldest. And I tell my sister and my brother this all the time. They the youngest, but they have always made more than me in the worldly system. Always. Single mother, three kids, and they have the audacity to say, oh, we'll pay you $10.50. Really? But because my mind wasn't disciplined, I was like, I need this job. I got to do this because I got to take care of my children. Don't nobody know how many times I cried. How many times I said, I'm tired of this. When quote unquote baby daddies don't want to act right. And I sometimes put the blame on myself because from the time I found out I was pregnant, I made it very clear to them, with or without you, I'm going to take care of these. What am I asking you for diapers for? You got me messed up. You know they need diapers. What am I asking you for? Y'all have to discipline y'all mind. It's rough. It's hard, but it's easy when you get in a place of peace with the Father. Trust in him with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct you. But we tend to take, oh, Lord, I give it to you. I prayed. God, you got it. Two days later, you take it back on yourself. Let him work. If he's telling you you got it, let him work. Pastor, I need to get like you and have my little tablet. Cause this paper stuff ain't what's happening. <laughs> so we move to punishment for peace.
And what other way to compare than use my father, Tony Lewis, versus my father, Abba. And you notice under Tony Lewis, I have punishment for the mind. And the father's peace of mind. And for Tony, I use his name. Tony Lewis is a popular name in the streets. You tell somebody, oh, that's Tony Lewis' daughter. Oh, I ain't going to mess with her. Let me leave her alone. He created a name for himself. Blood, then I have dyes. I have my father's blood running through me, Tony Lewis. Even though it run through me, when the father's ready for me to leave this house, their blood die. Then I have get some act right. If my daddy wanted it, he took it. He didn't care. My mama could have been thirsty. Oh, baby, I want something to drink. Okay, boo, I got you. See a man walking out the store, knock about, take his drinks out his bag. Here you go, baby. Crazy. Then a the relationship. He's my my daddy, we're family. I have brothers, sisters, I have cousins, aunts, uncles. But at any given time, when they decide they don't want to fool with me no more, the relationship is gone. And we have to get, get off this family thing. Blood, thicker than water, all that. We have to get off that. I don't fool with half my family. Because my definition of family and relationship is different from what they believe it is. They are my best friends, but I consider them my sisters. They have done more for me in my life than my own family. I can call my family, okay, what you want me to do? I can call them, okay, but what time? They may talk about me when they hang up the phone, but they still coming. And I'll take that over anything. Then we get into the father, peace for the mind. And I did the name alone. Because what else can you say? When you say the father, you don't need to say nothing else. There's nothing else to explain. It speaks volume. We have his blood running through us. When everybody turn their back on us, his blood's still there. When this body dies, that blood still lives on. 
is a covenant, is a relationship. I have command and demand. When my father speaks, everybody listens. When my father tells something to move or to grow or to multiply, it obey. Everything belongs to him. I just have to discipline my mind to get it. I said, Father, I'm tired of living like this. Have a room full of blessings and inheritance. But I don't receive it because my mind is not disciplined. I'm trying to stay in that punishing state. I'm trying to be bad. I don't like this way of living. Give me what's due me. You want that job? He going to give it to you. Everything belongs to him. It's not up to that manager at that company to decide if you're going to work there or not. When you walk on an atmosphere, it's already yours because the father has everything. And because he has everything, you have everything. Don't shortcut yourself. Take what's yours. I have to teach my children. Oh, my son just had an interview. Do you want the job? Yes, ma'am. Okay, go talk to your father. But sometimes we can take that the wrong way. We be praying and fasting and for a certain thing, and it's not, the father don't want us to have it. Everything belongs to him, but sometimes we want things that he didn't have in mind for us to have. And the relationship. Oh, how good it is (laughs) to be in a relationship with the father. When I'm angry, when I don't want to talk to nobody, when don't nobody else understand me, the relationship that I have with my father, he's always there. He doesn't turn his back on me. So how do we get from our own punishment of the mind, which is a lack of faith, not practicing righteousness, the world's way of thinking, selfishness, revenge, and or doubt, to the peace that our Father said we have to overcome the world. This means getting from one state of turmoil to living, the life the Father has made for us to get to our destiny. So I'm going to say this. Um, I so most of y'all probably have, but the movie Creed 2. The father brought it to me. I don't know if he said, oh, Lord, dealing with fighting. But no, nah, that wasn't, that's not what I'm about to say. <laughs> but Rocky had asked Creed when he was about to take that first fight with Drago, the very first one. Why do you want to fight? He was just standing there. What are you fighting for? 
He said, I'm mad. They talking junk. That ain't what he said, but y'all get my drift. They talking junk. Rocky said to him, they have nothing to lose. And you have everything to lose. He said, when a fighter has nothing to lose, they are dangerous. And Adonis said, I'm dangerous. I say that to say this. When you take in this walk to discipline your mind to move to the state of peace, you have to recognize and ask yourself, what am I fighting for? Because if you're fighting with someone that has nothing to lose, you can bring a whole bunch of turmoil on your life. That's a dangerous situation to be in. So the question is, are you truly ready to exchange? What are you willing to exchange? Are you ready to pay the price to walk in your destiny? Are we ready to choose punishment for peace? To my brothers and sisters, we have everything to lose when we lose focus from being children and ignoring the father. And my closing remarks. The father has made it clear to us that he is our peace and peace is within him. Basically, no matter what we face or hurdles no matter what we face or hurdles we have to go across, we will overcome because our Father has said he has overcome the world. What's more important, staying in bondage, suffering, continuing to live this life without reaching your destiny or your purpose in life? As Pastor Hardy has been teaching us, we have to train our senses to hear our Father's voice. And only follow his instructions to stay away from punishment living and thinking and living the life of peace that already lives within us. I want to say that we are one with the Father. What he has, we have. Thank you.